You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode two of this season's Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Tool Station Western League Bulletin. It is Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Uh, yeah, long time no no speak uh, in terms of bulletin. So, yeah, it's not, I'm, I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm OK. It, it has been a long time, I guess, mm. but equally, it doesn't feel like it was that long <laughs> since um, certainly I was doing the Les Phillips Cup final. And, <laughs> um, and you know, we, we were doing our last um, podcasts of, of last season. It does. Does it feel like it's come around quickly for you? Absolutely. I don't know if it's just the football season in general, because right? I mean, I was sort of sat there. Obviously, I've been watching a bit of the the the, uh, the women's stuff, but then sort of Friday night Burnley were on. It was like I looked at you, look at you. Look at your calendar. You think it is late July. This doesn't really feel like football season, but we are back. So yeah, plenty to, uh, plenty to, plenty to look back on already. Plenty of goals and whatnot. So uh, yeah, back with a bang. Yeah, the um um the certainly the 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 women's European Championships was um was was very entertaining. Kept us all um, kept us gave us a football fix over the um over the over the last few weeks. And I'm um, I'm obviously long suffering listeners to the podcast will know that I, I regularly inflict um Tool Station Westerly <laughs> football on my children, taking them to the far flung corners of Welton Rovers and Radstock Town. And of course, last season we were regular fixtures at Devizes. Well, you got to start somewhere, haven't you? Well, you have, but I mean, I've been having, you know, I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm having to inflict upon them sort of men's football. Mm. Um, so for me, in our house, it was um, it was really quite special that the uh, that the girls actually got to see girls playing football, and not just playing football, but you know, winning quite spectacularly. Because when you've been inflicting Devizes Town on your daughters for the last three seasons, mm-hmm. um, they don't, you know, they don't really see many winning games. <laughs> um, so it was um, it was really it was really something special um, to be able to enjoy that as a family, because of course. You know, um, the Western League is very much a, um, a family league and we've got so many of our clubs who've got women's teams. I really hope that they get the benefit of um, this newfound enthusiasm in women's football. And hopefully what will happen off the back of that is that um, if people do start going along to watch their local women's side play, then um, they might fancy going and watch the men as well. Um, and we can all get a benefit out of it. But there we go. Anyway, that's my that's my thought for the day. Uh, on today's episode of the podcast, we hear from George Boone, the manager of Cadbury Heath, and we also have a new um, um, we have a new name to bring you. It's Nick Stedman, and he is the manager of Nailsey and Tickenham. Um, so uh, those are our our guests this week. But we're going to kick things off, Tom. Um, by looking at the results on Saturday the 30th of July in the Premier Division. And we start with a new team to the Western League, uh, Barnstable Town. They took on um, one of the sort of perennial high flyers in the Western League, Bitten. But it was, um, well, they've announced themselves, Barnstable, with something of a bang. Yeah, absolutely. An instant impact, wasn't it, really? Uh, A 5-0 victory for them at home on, on Saturday afternoon. Um, And it was a relatively quiet opening half as well. So uh, for them to, yeah... Once they sort of got going, then it didn't really look back. Uh, Tor Swan and Billy Tucker scoring uh, in quick succession at the end of the half. Uh, and yeah, then after the break, they uh, yeah very much ploughed on. And it was Ryan Turner uh, adding a third before Swan scored a second. And then Callum Davy wrapping up the uh, the 5-0 five, five win. So uh, yeah, very much uh, laying down a marker. As we, as, we, as we did mention, it is still early days. We've only just reached August. But um, yeah, that's, 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 the way to, that's the way to start your season. 
Well, and an early marker for name of the of the week in Tor Swan. Oh, I mean, I I, like I, I I do like that one a lot, and the fact mm-hmm. that he got two goals. Um, I mean, if any, if he'd have got the last one, Absolutely. we could have called it we could have called it a Swan song, couldn't we? Could have done. Could have done, but we won't. Anyway, well, let's see if we've got any more um, uh, goal scorers who can improve on that. I doubt we have. Um, the next game we're going to cover is last season's Les Phillips Cup semi-final. It pitted Cabri Heath against Canesham. And really, this was a very one-sided affair um, for the home side, Tom. Yeah, another, another uh, team to win 5-0 at home. Um, Kickstarting there. Their campaign with a bang as well. Uh, Cabri Heath, um, yeah, probably not had the finishes uh, in terms of league position, they'd have they'd have enjoyed over the last couple of years, but maybe this is a, a sign of things to come. Uh, Josh Haynes uh, scoring twice for the hosts, and there's also goals from Dan Winstone, uh, Ali Boyer, and Callum Woolley as well. So uh, yeah, brilliant start start for for Cabra Heath. A little bit, a little bit of a, a worry for Kenshin, you'd say, but yeah, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll they'll hit back soon. Well, that Les Phillips Cup final between Kane, uh, between Cadbury Heath and um, Bridgewater United had been has been on my mind over the summer, and I did feel very sorry for for George Boone, the manager of Cadbury Heath, and indeed everybody at the at Cadbury Heath, because um, obviously they were the uh, the runners up in that uh, competition. So the fact that they had such a a fantastic win on the opening day meant that it was a real pleasure to get back in touch with George and talk about much mm-hmm. happier um, times. And um, I started off my conversation with him by reflecting on that game against Canesham, the perfect way to start the new season. Hi, Ian. Great to be back again. Uh, yeah, great, great win for us. Um, just what we needed. Probably could have scored a few more on the day. Um, but a lot of credit to Canesham as well, who... Who created a few chances themselves, and they and they never gave up. But yeah, perfect perfect start for us. Um, and uh, after the way we finished last season uh, with our home form, it was, it was really good to start the season with a home win as well. Um, how's your pre-season gone? So yeah, pre-season been good actually. We we've kept most of the squad together. We've lost lost one or two players from last season, but the the, the main aim was to keep most of the squad together, which is what we've done. And then we've added added two or three faces, really good lads as well. And then, yeah, it went really well, apart, apart from the last game where um, Cribs came and gave us a real lesson. Uh, but, uh, it's the last one. We were unbeaten before that, winning games and scoring goals and, and looking good. And then, uh, yeah, Cribs, Cribs beat us quite heavily in the last game, which probably was something we maybe needed. Give, give a few of the um, lads a bit of a wake-up call of what they're going to expect this season because it's going to be a long, hard season. And um, probably just, just about what they needed. I think going into the first game of the season, if we... If had a result against Cribs, they may have been thinking, oh, this is what it's like all the time when, when it's, it's definitely not like that. One of the themes I can remember from last season was um, sort of player availability. And I know that that was something that a lot of managers were really struggling with. And, of course, obviously we're in, you know, the, the height of summer at the moment. Were you happy with, with um, you know, with the players that you had at your disposal during pre-season? Were you, you know, were you happy with the, with the squad and its togetherness? Yeah, so obviously people were on holidays and stuff, and, and I get that during pre-season. But, yeah, mainly we had six, seven, maybe, maybe more than that subs for every pre-season game. Is a chance to look at, have, a, have a look at a few new players as well. But yeah, the, the, the commitment's been great from the lads. And like in the next couple of weeks, even going into August, like there's, there's a few weekends where we've got three or four missing, various reasons with weddings and, and going on holiday and that. But yeah, we've got a real good group of lads who are all committed to being there and training sessions. We have really good numbers and 
everyone wants to be there. So there's a, there's a real good vibe about us, yeah. Now, the last time I saw you, it was the Les Phillips Cup final. Have you managed to get over the disappointment of that defeat to Bridgewater yet? Yeah, it was it, it was a great day. Like obviously getting to a cup final was fantastic, and obviously that coincided with our form in the second half of last season that we managed to get all the way to the cup final. Bridgewater probably edged it on the day. We we we, we did probably have enough in the final third. Um, it was disappointing. It was great for us to be there. It was disappointing. We had to forget about it quickly and then straight away start thinking about this season coming. But yeah. Um, never nice never nice to lose a final but you learn from it and you move on I know exactly what you mean well I don't know exactly what you mean because I've, I've never been in a final to lose one um, but the, the, the uh, it must make for a long summer when you're sort of dwelling on that being the last game that you play you sort of you can't help but sort of look back on it when actually I mean you've, you've talked very positively about your form um, obviously you've had an incredibly positive result on Saturday by the sounds of it you had a pretty good pre-season as well so I mean I was really impressed that you got to the Les Phillips Cup final you, you know you gave it a real go against a really quality side on the on the day so it sounds to me that that disappointment has spurred you on to improve on your performance of last season I totally agree I think everyone knew that we were the underdogs going into that final um, but the group of lads that we had to get to the final was, was really really good I look at Keynesham that we played on Saturday. They're they're probably a site where we were 12 months ago, where they didn't have any players left from the season before. It's a whole new rebuild for them. So for us to go from where we were last 12 months ago to then finishing the season the way we did, finishing quite comfortably away from the bottom and also making it to the cup final, it, it, it was really positive. So it, it was a good game, the final. It was quite close. It, yeah, like I said, Bridgewater probably maybe just edged or not people showed me a video afterwards whether the ball crossed the line or not I'm not sure if it did but yeah they probably edged it but it has spurred us on and, and the main aim for us the club was to move away from that game keep keep the squad we got together and then just go again this season so in terms of this season then realistically what are your ambitions for Cadbury Heath the main aim again is just to be away from the bottom two three um, definitely push on from, from where we were last season be a really hard team to beat I think if we can keep our home form and pick up some points away from home, I'd like to think we could finish mid-table this season quite comfortably if we can. And just, and just build a team. Build, like Have a team where everyone's enjoying the football that they're playing and enjoying it. Like Obviously, there's quite a bit of travelling, so making Saturdays enjoyable for everyone within the club and uh, just kicking off from where we were last season, mainly. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the main aim. Making sure that we're not near the bottom, bottom two or three. I'm really being a team that uh, is hard to play against. Now, you've got a game away to Clevedon Town um, this week. That's going to be a real test for you, isn't it? Real, real test, yeah. Obviously, everyone's uh, buzzing from the win on Saturday, but I just said to the lads, like, straight away, like, we, we, you, you can't dwell on that. You can't keep that in your mind for the whole time. You go straight away now. The games are coming thick and fast Saturday, Wednesday, and Cleveland's a real, real tough place to go. Fantastic, fantastic team who like to play football, so... If we can get anything from the game on Wednesday, it'd be a bonus. I'd set, set a target for the lads for the first couple of weeks and get four points from the first two games. That'll be a fun, fantastic start for us. But yeah, we I, I know and, and I've told them boys as well exactly how hard it's going to be on Wednesday. So if we get anything Wednesday, it'd be a real bonus. So we know that in recent seasons, Clevedon have been one of those sides that have certainly put in some very impressive results and earned a lot of respect. Which other clubs do you think are going to go well this season? I think there's quite a few. I mean, I think... You look at um, obviously Mauzol from last year were excellent, not just 
finishing so high in, in, in their first season in the league. They played some really attractive football. So they're going to be towards the top. And I think you, everyone's probably noticed that Soltash have made some very good sign-ins with new management as well. So I expect I expect them to be up as well. So who knows? But I think that, like, even in the second half of last season, the, the best thing that we played was probably Wellington at their place. They, they played some really good football and on the day absolutely destroyed us. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. But yeah, like, like Cleveland every season, I was like Cleveland, they play football in the right way. They've got a good group of lads there and young young squad. But yeah, for me, I think my favourite this season definitely be Mosul. Now, you've got Mangotsfield at home on Saturday, and that's in the FA Cup. And, and there'll be a few familiar faces there, won't there? Because um, uh, their manager, of course, is the former Cainsham boss, John Allen. Yeah, so, uh, so obviously, yeah, we finished last season. We had Cainsham in the semi-final uh, of the Les Phillips last season, and they were obviously all there then. So I had a good chat with him after the game then, and I wasn't sure whether he was going to still be at Cainsham or not. And then obviously then our first league game was against Cainsham Saturday just gone. So, yeah not a single player left from the Kingston squad from last year um, so it'll be interesting I, I, I'm not sure I think they've taken a, a fair whack of the Kingston players with them and they and they had a great great team last season so um, we know that the Mangotsfield game is going to be a, a real tough game Now one final question for you George um, obviously we've had the news that the Western League is set to merge with the South West Peninsula League um, you know, you're playing at Step 5 at the moment, do you do you welcome the prospect of this new Step Five division being created across the southern part of our league? I do, I do. I, I, I think the travel does come into it, and it. I think that I think I think it'll help everyone. Yeah, I, I, I think it definitely will. Yeah. I mean, like you chat to players now, and they sort of like are not persuaded to come because of the travel. It sort of puts, puts them off, and I think it will help all round definitely. And I think financially for clubs as well, it will help. Yeah. And my thanks to George for his time. Now, moving on to one of the new sides in the Premier Division. They came up as the winners of the First Division last season, Sherbourne Town. They were taking on uh, a quality side in the form of, of Millbrook, and they got their life in the Premier Division underway with three points, Tom. Absolutely. Yeah, this would have uh, probably been the game I'd have... They picked out last week if if I'd have been previewing the, the first week just to see how how the zebras get on. Obviously they start they sorry they finished last season uh, like a house on fire. I didn't know it was yeah a long winning run uh, unbeaten for for many a month and uh, yeah they've um, yeah hit the ground running a one 0 win for them at home to Millbrook one of the one of the uh, uh, top half finishes from last year in the Prem. So uh, yeah fantastic start for town. Uh, George Mapletoff heading home, uh, the only goal just after the hour mark, and uh, yeah, giving giving the Zebras all three points to start their season. Now, two Somerset sides up next. Mm. Street were at home. The visitors were Shepton Mallet, and it was the it was um, Mallet who went away um, with the spoils. Yeah, a little bit of a early season bragging rights for for the away side here. A three-one win, uh, coming coming from behind in this one to to uh, to gain the uh, the three-one victory. Uh, Callum Corbridge. Uh, scoring pretty early on for, for Streets, put them ahead. Uh, but then Mallet got back on devil terms. Uh, 64th minute, I think it was, that Joel Sisson uh, made it one apiece. Uh, then, yeah, they, they were the, the better side over the last few minutes. Uh, Josh Williams failed in the box uh, and Nick Hewlett tucking away a penalty uh, to make it 2-1, 10 minutes from time. Uh, and then, yeah, there was... Uh, <laughs> it definitely wasn't the end of the drama. Uh, a couple of, uh, yeah, a couple of incidents, I think, over the over the uh, ensuing moments. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was Mallet who pushed on and managed to, to find find a third goal. Joe Morgan uh, wrapping things up in stoppage time. And, uh, yeah, it's they who take home the uh, the three points. 
I saw Shepton Mallet in pre-season. They had a game at uh, at Westbury, of course, now of the uh, of the Southern League, and um, Shepton impressed me on that day. So uh, I think they could definitely be ones to watch out for this season. Although you know they probably prefer to go under the radar, but. Um, mm. Anyway, never mind. Put a glimmer on that one, haven't you? I have, nah. yeah. yeah nah. I have. Um, it's another place I'm going to have to mark off my list. I, won't, <laughs> I can't go anymore. Um, one team that definitely won't be going under the radar this season is Mausel. I think they impressed everybody on and off the pitch um, last season. They came up against another one of our new boys, Torpoint Athletic. And, uh, well, um, the, the visitors, Mausel, won in some style, Tom. Yeah, a, a great comeback. Uh, they were, were behind pretty early on. Uh, after just 12 minutes, uh, but yeah, from there on they were the uh, yeah the the, the superior, superior side. Uh, Louis Price drawing them level just prior to the interval, uh, and then the second half yeah belonged exclusively to them. Uh, Hayden Turner uh, completing the the turnaround, making it 2-1, uh, and then a couple of goals from Talon Mitchell, uh, and along with another one from Price as well. So he completed a, a double of his own, and uh, yeah, 5-1 win for Mausel away at Tall Point. The Price is right. If you're thinking, Toolstation, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Um, moving into the first division, and um, we're going to kick off at Gillingham Town, where the uh, the visitors were Bishop Sutton, and um, Bishop Sutton have started this season in some style. They have absolutely. Uh, one of you know, there was eleven games in the first. I think I worked this one out, and uh, nearly half of them finished with five goals uh, in the in the in the match uh, total. And this was the only one that finished five 0 So Bishop Sutton. Uh, the, uh, lead the league at the moment. Uh, a 5-0 win for them away from home. So, uh, yeah, fantastic start to the, the campaign for them. Uh, it took them just 10 minutes to, to go ahead. Uh, Craig Wilson scoring from well outside the area uh, to, to put them on their way. Uh, and then it was Jacob Bird. He was the uh, the man of the match in this one. Uh, he followed that up with a, uh, a, well, a well-taken goal from outside the area. Uh, and then Cody Vile stretching it, uh, stretching the lead to three. Uh, and, yeah. Obviously, Sutton well, couldn't have asked for a much better start to their season. A couple more goals after the break. Uh, Mason Dagger making it 4-0, and then it was Bird, uh, as I say, man of the match, uh, scoring his second of the afternoon uh, to com- yeah, complete the victory. Jacob Bird. The bird is the word. The bird's the word. Now, moving on to another five-goal thriller. Uh, this between two sides that we spent quite a lot of time talking about um, on our preview show last week, um, Hallen and Cheddar. Cheddar, of course, are a side that we know compete very well in the first division of the Western League. Hallen, um, managed by the familiar Stuart Jones, uh, of course, relegated last season. So um, we certainly hope that they will be competitive this, se- um, this season. It's always interesting to see how these things pan out. And on the evidence of Saturday, Tom, that does look like it's going to be the case. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they can uh, keep Corey Thomas Barker firing, because obviously he started his season with a hat trick, of course. Uh, so yeah, leading leading Howland to a, a really good victory. Uh, they did fall behind pretty early on. Uh, uh, that was Morgan Bacon. I think he might have oh. stolen your name of the day. I was saving this one up. I knew he was coming. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to get over the first one you had. There. <laughs> oh, there we what go. Was his, 
What was his name? Oh, I've forgotten already. But this one, this one takes the <laughs> takes the bacon or the biscuit. Um, <laughs> Tor Swan was your favourite a few minutes ago. I know he's already been usurped. He's lost to me now. He's going <laughs> to have to get that winning goal so we can talk about the Swan Song. Yeah, you go. You'll have your joke lined up already, won't you? Yeah. So yeah, uh, Bacon, <laughs> Bacon putting the cheese men in front after yeah after a couple of minutes. Uh, but uh, yeah, as I say, cheese Harry, and bacon. I know it's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Thomas Barker scoring scoring his first um, towards the end of the first half um, uh, to make to make it uh, one apiece, and then added another one, uh, and then uh, George Fairchild did have the opportunity uh, to draw Ched about level, but uh, his penalty unfortunately uh, snapped back off the uh, the the bar, and uh, yeah went away, and uh, yeah Hallam took advantage pretty soon after I think if I remember correctly, and it was it was Thomas Barker again. Uh, completing his treble, uh, putting them three-one up before Bacon did co- uh, claim a late equaliser again uh, for the visitors. But it was Hallen who ran out three-two winners. Corey mm-hmm. Thomas Barker. I do love a, a double-barrelled name because it always mm. makes a footballer sound like a, a, a firm of solicitors, doesn't it? <laughs> it you know, does if, a bit. You've had a, if you've had a personal injury claim, contact Corey Thomas Barker. Anyway, um, don't do that, listeners. Don't do um, that. <laughs> right, another five-goal filler now. Uh, Hengrove Athletic, and um, they took on um, Wing Canton Town. And Tom, I think we can safely say that Wing Canton were at the races. They were this week, absolutely. Uh, a 4-1 win for them uh, to, to start their season. Uh, striking three times in the final 20 minutes to, to, to claim this victory. Uh, they'd go ahead through Connor Williams uh, before uh, Joe Banks levelled just, just before half-time for the home side. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was Wincanton who uh, who claimed the three points. Cam Veer uh, scoring the crucial go-ahead goal midway through the second half. Uh, and then it was a couple more. Uh, in the closing stages, Jamie Irwin heading home, uh, and then it was stoppage time uh, that Williams called it second, uh, and uh, yeah, town, town firing from uh, firing from the from the start with a four-one win. Uh, now another comprehensive win for uh, the new boys Nailsey and Tickenham. They were at home to last season's league uh, runners-up Warminster Town. Yeah, this is a yeah, well, slightly surprising result. I don't obviously. As, as you say, one of our new sides. So I, I must admit, I don't know too much about about our host. But uh, yeah, Freena win over a yeah a predominantly um, uh, strong Warminster side who've had some really good finishes over the last couple of years. Uh, so for them to, to run out three 0 victors on the opening day, yeah, that's uh, it's a good sign, isn't it? Uh, Jacob O'Donnell, uh, Joe Berry, and then former Clevedon forward uh, Callum Dunn all scoring for the host in this one. So yeah, three uh, 0 They started at home to uh, Warminster. Well, you don't know a lot about Nelsie and Tickenham, Tom. Nope. Let me remedy that. We've uh, got their manager, Nick Stedman, uh, on this week's podcast. And uh, I started off by talking to Nick about, um, obviously, that that impressive 3-0 win. And quite a way to introduce yourself to the rest of the First Division. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, Ian, thanks for for having me on. Um, Much appreciated there. um, Yeah, talking about Saturday, uh, we were delighted. Obviously, we didn't know what to expect, um, and I'm hoping a lot of teams are going in with that attitude as well. They didn't know what to expect from us and, and slightly underestimate us. But um, yeah, we were we were confident going into the game. Um, we had our game plan, um, and yeah, it was um, it was put into practice and, and it worked perfectly. So uh, yeah, certainly very happy with the result. Uh, you picked up really from where you left off last season because obviously you 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 went very well. Did you expect to take that good form into this season? Yeah, yeah, I, I think we did. Um, we've we've kind of established that winning mentality. Um, I think going unbeaten last season is uh, fantastic in any league, um, and do it in the 
in the Prem, in Somerset Prem, um, was a great achievement. Um, but we, we know what we're capable of, and, and we invested in, in, and recruited very well in the summer to, to bring in the targets that we wanted. Um, so we had a successful window. Yeah, at the minute, we're, we're obviously full of confidence. So it sounds like you're very happy with the way that your pre-season went. Yes, to a certain extent. Um, I mean, we, we, we had five games. We won four of them, uh, and then we played um, Ashton Backwell, who are a very good side. Um, they've got a real good, good setup there. Um, very organised team, um, and uh, that was the, the game on the Tuesday before the season started. Uh, and unfortunately, we did lose that game. Um, but I think it was what we needed. Um, it's something that we, we, we haven't been used to for, for quite a long time. Um, but it, yeah, it, it taught us a lesson in a few areas that we could work on, um, and certainly put into um, yeah put into play uh, come the season. So um, yeah, we, we can't complain. We can't grumble. So this is the club's first season in the Tool Station Western League. After your successful promotion last season, what does it mean to the club to be taking the step up? It's, it's massive. Um, I mean, the, the chairman, the committee, the community as a whole to be the first team in, in, in Nelsie to play at Western League was always the plan. Um, when I come to the club four or five years ago, um, that was the aim. Um, that was the goal. That's what they wanted to achieve. Um, and off the pitch and behind the scenes I've got to give credit to them um, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for them um, we've been planning on it for a couple of seasons uh, and obviously Covid hit which stopped us um, we were in fine form um, I think it's close to 50, 51 league games that we've been unbeaten for now so to actually finally get over the line uh, and now play in Western League it's um yeah it's a it's a real real joy um and a pleasure um for especially the the club and everybody like I said behind the scenes that that works so hard to to achieve it you know. And notwithstanding that this is your sort of inaugural season at this level, I mean, what what does that mean for your ambitions? What targets have you set for the side this season? Um, well, we, we've had a, obviously a couple of conversations with the with the chairman of of where we would like to be and, and where we expect to be. Um, we're not coming into this league to, to just be another club um, or be a number um, within within the league. We're coming in to compete. Um, if I'm being 100% honest, you know, my aim is top six. Um, and I think with the group that we've got, um, then I think that is achievable. But that being said, you know, other teams around you strengthen, they get better, budgets get bigger. Um, but we're, we're, we're going to certainly give it a very, very good go and, and I think it's achievable um, as long as yeah we, we get things right on the pitch. Now, of course, many of our listeners are going to be unfamiliar with your team. Um, so, I, I, I'm not wishing to give too much away, I'm sure, Nick. But I mean, uh, what are some of the sort of the players that we can expect to be um, looking out for for Nancy and Tickenham this season? Good question. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, uh, um, certainly. But um, uh, our attack is is brilliant. Uh, is, is fantastic. It's one of the strongest, I would say, probably in this league as well. Um, last season, the, probably the front four or five that we have got um, scored a combined of over 140 goals um, last season together. Um, and we just brought a young striker in called Jack Thorne, who was actually from Cleveland United, um, one of the hottest properties, should we say, in around the area. Uh, we had five, six, maybe even seven offers on the table. Um, but decided to, to come over to us, which we're delighted with. Um, and then we've got Joe Berry, Luke Osgood, uh, Jacob O'Donnell and Callum Dunn, 
that kind of lead that attack. Um, so they're the players that will certainly get people on the edge of their seats. Um, <clears throat> and then the midfield is compact, work hard, disciplined. Um, and the back four, two centre-halves at the minute are very experienced, along with the keeper, Jason Meller, who some people will be familiar with. Um, played at Bath City um, in Cleveland Town for, for many seasons. So we've got experience at this level. We've got players that have played at this level. Um, but it's also important bringing those youngsters through, giving them an opportunity um, to you know, really kind of prove themselves. So I'd like to say it's the, it's the squad. It's not just the, the starting eleven that's going to win you games. Um, you know, we wanted two people in each position to really kind of compete this year and, and push each other. But everyone's on the same page. Everybody's fully aware of their duties and their responsibilities. And, yeah, so far, so good. Um, now, I've never been to your ground. I hope to remedy that uh, this season. But um, this is your opportunity. This is your, uh, this is your shop window, Nick. Can you sell us a match day experience at Nailsy and Tickenham? When, when you um, enter uh, into the, along the driveway into the car park, it, it's nothing special, um, if I'm being totally honest. But what we have done now... The pitch and the playing surface, again, will be one of the best in the league. It was certainly the best last season. Um, we spent thousands of pounds on the pitch, and they've done a wonderful job um, in making that presentable uh, and perfect to play on, um, especially how we want to play. Um, and then last season, we were very lucky and fortunate that um, we managed to get some port cabins um, to set up a little bar, physio room, toilets, etc., for the club um, to put it at the standard that, that we needed it to obviously to get through the, the planning permission and the, and the tool station standard but then it's it's the it's the atmosphere it's the hospitality side of things we're, we're massive on that and that's something that we really really want to be up there with the best this season we want to give people the best experience um, because we're all trying to we're all on the same page we're all trying to achieve the same thing no matter what club you're at people work so hard um, to get things ready for a match day, whether it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. Um, so, you know, people that make effort to come down to us, to our ground, whether they, they you know, pay to, 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 to watch or not, um, we want to treat them with respect and, and have the best experience. So we've got people in place to make sure that the refs are looked after. Obviously, the hospitality side of things is looked after. Obviously, the kitchen staff and everything like that. So it's a real, it's a real nice club. It's a very welcoming club. Um, and that's something that we... You know, we're proud of. Well, let's talk about the football. And um, Brislington uh, this week, you travelled to uh, to Brislington, of course, last season in the Tool Station Western League Premier Division. That's going to be a real test for your side, isn't it? It's going to be a very, very big test. Um, you know, obviously done done our homework, um, and it's you know we're prepping for for this evening. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Um, they're a very well drilled side. They've added some some very high end. Uh, and quality players to their squad, um, but you've got to go there thinking that you can you can go and get a result. Uh, my game plan and my focus is never to worry about the opposition too much. I always want them to worry about us and focus on ourselves. So we you know we work on our strengths and, and where we can kind of really utilise that. Um, but we've got to give them respect. Um, I think they're going to be up there this season and certainly challenging for for the title. So it's going to be a tough one, um, but I'm very much looking forward to it. And then it's Shirehampton, and um, and that's a bit of Friday night football, which is um, it's always a it's always a bit of fun, isn't it? Friday night under lights. Yeah, very much so. Um, obviously, we were meant to be Venom on the Saturday, um, 
but we were both uh, we meant to be playing them away on Saturday and they asked if we could kind of reverse the fixture because I think something was going on with, with Manor Farm um, but unfortunately we couldn't play at our place because our floodlights were actually getting installed um, so we've agreed to play on the Friday night uh, three games in six days uh, is certainly a very tough ask for the lads but again that's when rotation comes in and obviously squad depth um, but yeah a Friday night under the lights hopefully there's a big, big crowd there relatively a local derby um, we played them um, a couple of times over the last few years um, so yeah I'm sure that'll be a very interesting game Excellent stuff now I've got one last um, question for you Nick and um, it's a question I ask all the managers the first time um, we speak on the podcast I'd like I'd like you to tell us a little bit about you and your footballing journey to the Nowsy and Tickenham dugout well, yeah I used to play a, a relatively good standard um, with certain pro clubs when I was younger and but my, the majority of my senior career uh, was at Port Town um, I was at Port Town for 12 years I believe um, worked my way up to the team playing up to the you know the first team in, in, the, in the tool station league um, and then took management on so I actually started with their third team um, won the league and then won the cup in the first season uh, and then worked my way up to the reserves um, won the league with the reserves and then I felt like I needed a new challenge so I got offered the first team job at tool station level with Porter's head but it just wasn't right the timing wasn't right um there was a few things that i just couldn't fully commit to then um and i kind of missed playing a little bit and i was i must have been about 30 at the time um maybe 29 30 and i thought i want to give it another go and now was got in contact with me we had a few conversations um yeah come over to play and then played for a season and, and then come back into to management and that's where where i'm at now so i took over from alan smith uh, about three seasons ago and then Jamie Smith who is the joint manager with me um, stepped into the first team he helped set up Nelson Tickenham uh, six years seven years ago now um, so we do it together with our assistant Rich Lucas and um, our physio Al Parsons and it's, a, it's brilliant I love it I, I got the love back um, I felt like I was missing something at Porter's Head and you know Porter's Head I, I'll always respect them fully um, but yeah, now um, I think it's um, yeah a club that I want to be at uh, and that I, that I really enjoy and I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to, to push them forward. Excellent, Nick. Thank you very much um, for taking the time um, to speak to us. Um, you're very welcome uh, addition to the uh, to the Tool Station Western League family and I look forward to the opportunity not just to follow your progress this season but also to get a chance to talk to you again later in the season. Brilliant. Much appreciated, Ian. Thanks for having me on and I uh, look forward to meeting you soon. And my thanks to Nick for his time. Uh, now, one more um, game to bring you, and that is uh, another new side in the First Division, Shirehampton. They were at home uh, to Longwell Green Sports, and Longwell Green getting off to a winning start, Tom. Yeah, another one of these games that uh, finished 3-2, and it was Longwell Green uh, who who ran out victors. Uh, Dan Morn giving uh, the home side a, a perfect start to, to life in, in the Western League. So Shirehampton were ahead, uh, but Ali Bamford struck um, soon after, uh, for the host from a uh, for the, sorry for the away side from a corner, <clears throat> making it one apiece. Uh, Ryan Radford then managed to 
to restore Shirehampton's advantage. But uh, yeah, a couple of uh, quick fire goals from Liam Oswin turned the game very much in Longwell Green's favour. And uh, yeah, giving them their first lead. And uh, yeah, they didn't look back. Uh, but it was Radford, unfortunately for the hosts, who uh, had a chance to, uh, to uh, similarly to, um, to Cheddar earlier, had a chance to to, uh, to draw level from the spot. But uh, he was unable to do so. And it was uh, Longwell Green who hung on for the win. Uh, now, just before we go, Tom, we'll have our customary look at the fixtures coming up. We won't um, dwell too much on, on the midweek games, although there is a very full calendar at the moment. While the weather's good, we're trying to get those games in uh, advance of the uh, of the winter weather. But um, if, Well, I'm going to take a look ahead to Saturday, the 6th of August, but I've got a feeling that you want to take a look at some Friday night football. Absolutely. So we've got a couple of, uh, a couple of our new sides meeting. Uh, we've got Shirehampton hosting Nelsie and Tickenham. Obviously, uh, one getting off to a winning start, one uh, not to be. But um, yeah, got interviews and stuff in in the podcast with with these new new clubs. But it's always good to to learn about what they're going to be like on the pitch as well. So uh, yeah, an early season clash to to see who comes out on top between those two. Now, in the first division, we have got a full uh, schedule on Saturday, the sixth of August, and the game I'm going to be going for is Hallen against Brislington. Both sides got off to a winning start, but these are two teams that I've got a feeling in my water they're going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. So it'd be really interesting to see who comes out uh, who comes out on top in that game. Um, the rest of Saturday's fixtures really are dominated by the FA Cup. Yes, indeed, the FA Cup has started this Ooh. early. Would you believe it? And um, um, we've got a whole host of sort of something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Well, what game have you picked out there, Tom? I've gone for Buckland hosting Exmouth. Obviously, Exmouth, uh, yeah, going up from the, the Premier Division last year, so an early return uh, to Western League shores for them. Uh, they take on Buckland and, uh, yeah, see how that game pans out at home as Heath. And we've got a bit of an Ian Knockholds derby going Ooh. on uh, in the game that I've picked. Two sides that I've got, um, I, I hesitate to say an interest in, but um, mm -hmm. Welton Rovers, of course, the first team um, that um, I covered all those years ago back on Summer Valley FM, um, who sort of, who really are to blame for all of this. <laughs> and um, uh, and uh, United Services Portsmouth. Now, United Services mm -hmm. Portsmouth are not a team I've ever watched, but I <laughs> am from Portsmouth. I spent my adolescence watching Pompey. Because um, I thought they were my team, which they well they are my team. But um, um, United Services Portsmouth, I, I didn't at the time really appreciate the benefit of step five and six football. Had I done, would I have gone to watch United Services Portsmouth? Probably not. I was actually quite happy going to Fratton Park, I have to say. Um, but um, anyway, welcome Rovers, welcome United Services Portsmouth. That's enough about me talking about Portsmouth. The one thing I will say is I think it wasn't that long ago. It was a couple of seasons ago, actually, where United Services Portsmouth had a very good run, really deep into the in the FA Vars. And I think actually Plymouth Parkway may have um, come up against them, but they, they, they ended up losing to, I think it was Flatwell Heath. I might mm. be wrong. Um, we did commentate on the game. It was during lockdown. I actually got to commentate on a lockdown game. Uh, Flatwell Heath, um, by the way, on uh, Saturday, are taking on Canesham. Um, so, so there we go. Anyway, that's quite enough from me. Tom, we've been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Now, I know you get sick of me asking you this on every uh -huh. single episode of the podcast, of which there have been over 200. But on the grounds that we do actually have quite a few new clubs mm. who might not be familiar with um, the Tool Station Western League bulletin, can you tell us what it is and can you tell us where to find it? So for those that haven't heard me explain 200 times before, <laughs> it is uh, the bulletin will be on the, the website every week uh, and that we're on the Tool Station League website. It will be pretty easy to find on the, on the homepage and there's also a, a tab along the top uh, and there is a sign-up uh, area actually. If you pop your email in the... Uh, 
in the uh, on the page. It will it will automatically send it to you every week once it's published. Uh, and uh, yeah, that basically runs through. Well, it's kind of a a written version of the podcast almost. Sometimes you sort of yeah go through the matches. Uh, look at the fixtures, results. Uh, once they become a bit more relevant, league tables will start popping up, uh, top scorers and, and whatnot. So uh, yeah, and any sort of bits of news, and uh, yeah, that comes out weekly with a yeah a, a good few roundups of uh, of what's going on around the league. And all the fantastic names, of course, that we've been Absolutely. we've been running all through of them, yeah. today, because I mean we really have got a bumper crop of some really Absolutely. outstanding. Um, uh, names. I get very excited about things. I don't know why. Um, yeah, the, the fans will be able to pick their faves out. I'm sure. Well, I, I always think, wouldn't it be lovely if you could hear a chant? You know, we, we, that's one of the things we love, isn't it, about football with the yeah. atmosphere. And I mean, we, I know we don't do a lot of chanting. And you know, I would <laughs> like you to keep it clean, um, please, um, please, listeners. But you know, like, there's only one Morgan Bacon. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we need to be going. You know, that's where we need to be going with this. Anyway, there we are. Right. Anyway, that's enough of that. I think the heat has got to me here, listeners. So um, I'm going to go and have a lie down in a cold room and I'll come back to you next week on the Tool Station Western League podcast. (laughs) 